you for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church. To find out more about the Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Hey, we're glad you made it. Uh, what a great day to be at church. And where else can you get confetti cannons? Hopefully none of you got hit in the face. Was that the shoot, shot over, right? Anybody had their phones ready for that? None of you did. It just scared you. I saw our drummer jump back. He wasn't ready for the cannon to fire. And uh, anyways, we're glad that you're with us today. And hey, we, we are celebrating our freedom. We live in the greatest nation on this planet. I mean, we really do. And this weekend is not about fireworks, and it's not about cookouts and the pool or the beach or whatever you have planned. All those things are great, but this is about the fact that we live in the greatest nation. I didn't hear a shout or amen on any of that when I said it a minute ago. We live in the greatest nation on the planet. And listen, even if there are things you don't agree with, your voice matters here. Because men and women gave their lives that we could experience that. And so let's not take it for granted. Let's not take for granted the fact that we have this amazing freedom, but also we can celebrate the fact that we have an amazing freedom through what God did. He gave us his son, Jesus, and we can experience freedom. The Bible says, whom the son sets free is free indeed, which means nobody can take that freedom from you. What an amazing time to celebrate. It's nice to see through confetti streamers at some of your faces. I don't know about you. I got to take, take it out of my shoe. Looked like I just came out of the restroom. I had like confetti hanging on the bottom of my shoe. So anyway, it's going to be an awesome, awesome week. We're starting into week one of the series Wonder Life. I don't know if you noticed, but we're into Wonder Life around here. In fact, uh, our connect groups are going to be going through this workbook. You can call it a workbook if you want to. Really, it's just going to be a lot of fun. A not-so-perfect guide to who you are and why you're here. And I want to challenge you that don't, don't let these weeks pass you without jumping in fully. How many of you out there are readers? Raise your hand if you're a reader. All right, nice. Readers are leaders, people. It gets to get on some books. How many of you are not readers? Raise your hand. Okay, no judgment, no judgment. I actually am judging you right now. But if you're a reader, you're going to love this book. If you're not a reader, you're going to love this book. I don't know, how, I don't know what the page or word count is. But look, there's one whole page devoted to this really cool drawing of glasses. And, and it says, what belief about yourself has been out of focus? And how has this hurt your life? It explains. So there's amazing things in and through this book that are going to be fantastic. And we don't want anyone to miss it. Today, on your way out, you can find out the different connect groups that are meeting throughout the week, throughout the area, at different times of the week. And we want to encourage you to find one or two and jump in. And on your way out, buy a book. It's 12 bucks. We're not making any money on it. Actually, we're losing money, but that's okay. We just want to get a book in your hand. In fact, you can text the word CONNECT to find out about our CONNECT groups. If you're here and you cannot afford a book, we're going to get a book in your hand. Just text the word WORKBOOK to our number, and it'll give you a confirmation code. You show that at the table, and we'll get you a book. No, no, there's no excuses. We've removed them all. Uh, Megan will be signing every copy of this book. She didn't write it, but she'll be... No, I'm kidding. So... Make sure you jump in. It's going to be fantastic. And we're going to actually unpack this over the next few weeks on, in our services as well. Because I believe that God wants to do something profound in and through each of us in this room. 
Have you ever put a puzzle together? Like, not like a five-piece Looney Tunes puzzle, but like the thousand or five thousand piece puzzles, you know? You always feel really courageous when you start, and you're like ambitious and excited, and 17 hours later, when you only have the edges done, you're like, nah, I'm out, right? Whenever we put those puzzles together, we always start with the easy pieces, you start with the edge. Anyone else in here actually know what they're doing? Yes, you start always with the edge. If you've never, we're going to get some, guys, get some puzzles out there. People need to know what it's like. And you start with the edges because all of them have a straight line on one side. So it's easy to find where each piece fits. And then you often jump to something, an image that's on the box cover, like maybe Bugs Bunny's face or maybe if it was Jeremy, I would start with Jeremy's face. And you put that together because it makes sense and you avoid the blue sky, Right? Because you don't know which piece, it's just confusing, isn't it? And then when you get like two-thirds of the way through, you realize there's some pieces missing. Where are these stinking pieces? And you just can't find them. And you flip your table upside down, you punch holes. Don't do that, please. And, and you walk away, and sometimes life is like that. There's some portions that are just easy, it makes sense. And we get that. There's some places where it's confusing and we don't really know how to put that portion of the puzzle together and then there's just times when it feels like something's missing something's missing and that's what this series is about this isn't a self-help guide on how to do puzzles perfectly but this is a journey that as a church we're going to take to discover what God wants to do in and through our lives and as your pastor if this is your home I'm just asking you Jump in. Don't be a spectator. Don't be a casual observer. If you're here for the very first time or you're kind of kicking the tires and checking out under the hood, you can be a part of a connect group and not be a member of the church. We give you permission. It's okay. We just want you to explore what God has for you. Does that sound good? Let me pray for us and then we'll dive into this and uh, see what God wants to do. God, we just thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you that you're here in this place now and that you... uh, You want to do something miraculous, truly miraculous. So often life is mundane, but you do the miraculous. So God, with just about 29 minutes left in this service, we open our hearts and our eyes and our ears and our minds. You do what you want to do. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, Amen. amen, just means I agree. And that the pastor's kind of good looking too. That also is... Is part of that. Why do you laugh at that joke? You know, uh, for huma- all of humanity, there have been two questions that have been plaguing uh, us. Like two things that have been challenging for the duration, not just century, but millennia. There have been two questions that have really been a huge conundrum. In fact, that's what this journey, the wonder life, is about. And those two questions are this. Number one is, who am I? And number two is, why am I here? Who am I and why am I here? I mean, literally, these questions have sparked religions. These questions have sparked philosophical debates. These questions really have, have challenged and separated nations. And, and, and this is really at the core of who we are, things that we struggle with as humans. And that's what this journey is about. But listen, there has never been a a small or shortage of experts in this area of life. There's an unlimited amount of experts from your parents, perhaps, 
to your sibling. Have you ever had a sibling that seemed to know everything you need to do to get your life on track? Raise your hand right now. If your hand is not up, you're probably that sibling. I'm just going to throw that out there. You ever get a text from that sibling that seems to know everything that you need to do? I see some big smiles. Maybe you're sitting by your sibling right now. But there's never been a shortage of experts, of people who seem to know exactly what you need to figure out why you're here and what you're doing. There never seems to be a shortage of that. Even a, a large part of what we do as a church is helping people discover this. The challenge is nobody understands the unique complexities that God has put into your life. And there are things and components to you and to me as individuals that other people, even those closest to us, dare I say, even our spouse, if some of you in here are married, that don't understand the fullness of the complexities of your life. I want to read a passage of this, this book. Uh, Mike Foss is the author. My wife and I got a chance to spend a couple of days with him, and he just really kind of blew our minds and helped us really kind of reshape how we help people. But that's why we jumped on this, this Wonder Life curriculum. But listen to this, this little portion of this, of this book. It's, um, for those of you that have a book, it's on page 21, but you don't have to turn there. Listen to this. It says, right now, you and I live in a unique time where our generation has lost our most precious possession, ourselves. We live in a perpetual identity crisis. We are prone to habitually reinvent ourselves and let the latest trend define us. Are we our titles? Are we our, our online tribes, our affiliations? Are we hipster or gangster? I know Michael Caldron was telling me he's been perplexed with that all week. Am I hipster or gangster? And are we our relationship status on Facebook or just a collection of society's toxic labels? Anyone ever given you a label and you just thought, I don't want to be defined by that? And the problem is that if we don't know who we are, how could we ever know what to do? Are you supposed to fake it till you make it or work hard and play by the rules? Should you be all that you can be or work for a cause and not applause? Are you supposed to just do it or wish upon a star? No one seems to know. And I would be remiss if I was to share with you that in six weeks you're going to figure this out. Sign up now for $19.99. That's not what this is. <laughs> this isn't a sales pitch. This isn't even me, Pastor Kerry, saying, I have the answers for you. Uh, because the challenge would be that when people discover a formula for themselves, they tend to want to give that formula to you as if the unique complexities that make up me are going to fit the unique complexities that make up you. And so what this entire series is about, what this entire, it's really not even a series, it's a journey. It's a journey where you need to explore the complexities and discover God's heart towards you. You see, so often I think sometimes we want other people's formulas because then it makes it easier. I don't actually have to do the work or think through the process. I can just simply make two plus two equals four and there's my formula, I am good. But really this is a journey for you to take as an individual to discover what God wants to do in and through you. Or more importantly, to discover God's heart towards you. 
And so what we're going to do as we explore this on Sundays and within our connect groups, we're going to explore what Mike Foster calls four life marks, benchmarks, or really kind of foundational pillars that need that can help shape what God is doing in our life. And today, I just want to do what we're calling a syllabus. I want to kind of unpack what we'll discuss over the next few weeks. And I wanted to do that so you could be prepared because some components of this, like a puzzle with a thousand pieces, are going to be difficult. But I believe that if each of us in this room will really diligently work towards this, we'll be able to step back in six weeks and go, wow, look what God did. Look what God did. So I want to talk about these four life marks. We'll be unpacking these in detail each Sunday. And as you work through the book, you'll be walking through them as well. So here's life mark number one. Life mark number one, I believe my story matters. I believe my story matters. You need to know that your story is written by the greatest author ever. Your, your story is written by the greatest author ever. Look at what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says. It's one of my favorite passages of scripture. It says this, for we are God's masterpiece. I want to pause right there because some translations say workmanship, but I like the New Living Translation that says God's masterpiece. To me, I immediately get the picture of an artist who is painting on a blank canvas. And with each of our lives, he started fresh and new with very vivid colors, components, and every brush stroke wasn't just a skill set. It actually had his heart in the midst of it. You ever been around an artist? They're a little bit strange. God's not strange, but artists are sometimes. You ever see a musician play an instrument like Pastor Jeremy's like, this doesn't actually make the guitar sound differently. No, it doesn't. But he's like in it. And he's doing this little tattoo, tattoo. Y'all ever see that? You're thinking he's going to fall over. Anybody ever wonder when he's going to fall over? He's like, Uh, there were, our band is working on a CD right now, and we'll release that later in the fall. I'm super stoked on it. And Jeremy's written the majority of the songs of a gifted, gifted writer. And, and the other day, he kind of dropped a heavy one on us and wrote a song. And uh, he wrote a song for his mom who passed away. And then, which is, is, you know, it's moving, but he posted on Facebook. So I just wept for like 30 minutes, and I just kept watching it. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you like that song or not. You hear his heart in it. And think about this, the author of your life is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And you're his masterpiece. You, not the mountains, not the waves that crash, not gravity. You are his masterpiece. I believe my story matters. Look at the scripture it moves on to say, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He's, he wrote your story before you were even the twinkle in your father's eye. Before, some of you may have been told at a time you were an accident. An oops, but you weren't. You're a masterpiece. And what's challenging about our stories is there might be pages that we want to rip out. 
that we don't want people to read that portion. Or maybe if, maybe if you're like me, maybe you can, some of you will be honest. I have chapters that I'd like to rip out. Is there anybody else in here? Can I get a what, what? Yeah. There are chapters that I would love to rip out that I would love to not share. And there are pages in my life that I hope no one ever reads. And this is challenging. It's this, this conundrum that there is something as messy in my life as a page or a chapter that I want to rip out, and yet my story matters because the author is God in heaven. And I think one of the components we'll unpack is that you are not too messed up to matter. You're not too messed up to matter. At the Movement Church, we say, here it's okay to not be okay. You can belong before you believe. I love what Mike Foster says in this book, and I'm going to be pulling from this so that it connects the dots for us, but He says that people may be attracted to your strengths, but they'll connect to your weaknesses. You might find somebody that you go, man, I want to be like them. Like, you ever been around that person when they walk in the room, they just light up the room? My wife is like that. Like, wherever she goes, it's just like, like the angelic choir comes out. and, And people just, we walk around stores and people just start smiling because it's our favorite. We don't even know. And I just walk, I'm like, this is amazing. She has this ability. I have to work on resting jerk face. I try, I'm like, oh, I just look like I'm angry, but I got to smile. And, and, but you know, there's one thing to be attracted to someone's strength, but it's another thing to be connected to their weakness. It was a great, I got to connect over coffee with a great friend this week. And and I just got to hear uh, his story. And one of the things he shared with me is three years ago, you would not have want me to come to your church. I said, bro, it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. And one of the things that he said was, when you shared your testimony, I felt like I belonged. So good. How powerful is that? Yeah. And we sat for an hour and just talked. And the exciting part was thinking about how his story is eventually going to lead him on the other side of the table, and he'll be able to speak hope and truth into people. Yeah. You're not too messed up to matter. How cool. Life mark number one, I believe my story matters. Life mark number two, I am unashamed about what I love and care about. I'm unashamed about what I love and care about. Look at what Psalm 139, 16 says. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had Past. This is reiterating some of the same from above that my story matters, but it's also going a step further. There's a reason that you love what you love and do what you do and are passionate about what you're passionate about. Yeah. It's part of something God innately created you with. There are things that you're passionate about. Other people are like, why are you passionate? I don't know. I just love organizing things. <laughs> Said no one ever. No, some of you have. Some of you absolutely love Excel spreadsheets. Would you just raise your hand bravely, two of you? Their hands are up. They are, well, actually, here's the system for that. Sum of equal to, so stop it, moving on. There are things that you love to do, and it's part of the way God created you. I actually had somebody sit down with me four times to try to teach me how to work Excel. So I figured if I could rock Excel, I could take over the world. It didn't work. Listen, this has happened to all of us. Perhaps for you, it was at a young age, maybe as a child, maybe it was in junior high or high school, and listen, I, this is reinforced in college. It could be uh, words that are spoken to you by parents or, re, or an overbearing spouse or coworkers or an employee or employers. This is, it happens to all of us. We are told what society expects of us. 
We are communi- it's communicated to us, not, sometimes not even just in words, but expectations. And so the result of this is we begin to live a life that is shaped by critics rather than being molded by God. You find yourself, listen, this is what happens. I start doing things because we're supposed to do these things. So I'm living my life based upon what society says is right, is acceptable. But then I reach a point where doing the things that I'm supposed to do leaves me feeling completely empty. And the reason is because I've been living someone else's story and not the one that God wrote for me. So many people have slipped into this. I've been living someone else's story, not the one that God wrote for me. Listen, as we take this journey, my prayer as one of the pastors at this church and, and our prayer as a team is that when we're finished with this, you're not gonna have perfect, perfectly put all the pieces together, but we want you to be able to say unequivocally, I was made for this. This is what I was made for. Listen, I gotta be honest with you. I wake up about 95% of the time feeling like I was made for this. This is, I don't wanna do anything else. I've given my life to be a pastor of a great, the greatest church in the entire world. Yeah! There are a lot of other ones that are great too, but just not quite. And so the greatest church and... We're part of the church. I mean, I love this thing. I love this. I'm I'm excited about it. I think about it. Sleep, dream, eat everything. This. But that doesn't mean that life is easy. And it doesn't mean I haven't experienced failures. If I was to give you a list of the things that I have done wrong as a pastor of the movement church, made mistakes, I should say. You know, like, uh uh-oh, call the cops. I could show you a list of things where I could have done better. And listen, there's been times where I've written letters of resignation. I mean, it's been at least five days, so y'all don't have to worry about it. You're good. There have been countless Mondays where I've wanted to quit. Megan's even said, maybe you should. No, she didn't say that. So just because I've, I, I feel like I'm at a place where I was made for this doesn't mean that I've never wanted to give up or quit. So my hope isn't that you have some some unrealistic viewpoint of life, but rather that you just go, man, this is what I was made to do. And really that, that we could just be a little bit more honest about the things that we care about. That you don't have to fit into the mold of society and what this culture or media or the highlight reels of social media. Nobody posts bad days on social media. They don't know, how often do chicks post pictures without makeup? (laughs) Y'all hate me right now. We just, we look at highlight reels and we let that shape how we're supposed to live. But let's let God shape that. Does that make sense? Y'all are upset. I apologize, I said chicks. You look great without makeup. Most of you. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, brings us right to life, Mark. Number three, I'm honest about my obstacles and opportunities. <laughs> I'm honest about my obstacles and opportunities. How many of you ever watched American Idol? Raise your hand. Yeah, it's okay. No judgment. No judgment. You love that show for two reasons. Number one, you attach to and connect with 
someone who's got a great singing ability. And number two, because for the first half of the season, you laugh. Because somebody had a mama that told them they could sing. And their mama lied to them. And you, yeah, you know. You ever heard the statement, you can be anything you want to be? We've all heard that statement. We grew up. We grew up in an era where they gave out medals to every team who played any sport. Where there are no winners. There's just kids running around chasing a soccer ball. And we've heard that. And the challenge is it's incredibly inspiring and devastatingly untrue. No matter how loud you sing the R. Kelly song, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Come on. I think about it every night and day. Come on. I spread my wings and fly. Stop it. Stop it. It doesn't matter. You you can't be anything you want to be, but you can be everything God created you to be. Look at what Ephesians 1 says. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you. This verse is saying that we actually can go through life with our eyes closed to what God wants to do in and through us. Our eyes closed to it. He has a great purpose and plan for us, but we've got to open our eyes to what God wants to do. So we'll unpack this in week three. We'll we'll unpack this specifically uh, of this series, week three, as we unpack this entire life mark. But here's a couple of things we're going to talk about as we do. Number one, we're going to talk about honesty. We're going to take a fearless inventory of our lives. That's just taking a deep, long look in the mirror. And this one's going to be a lot of fun, okay? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, we're going to take some fearless inventory. And some of us, hey, look at me in the eyes for a moment. Some of us have been avoiding this thing. And we, we busy our lives so that we can avoid this. And there's like this, this pain in the soul of our life because there's something there that we know we need to adjust. And that's what we're going to talk about in week three. Another thing we're going to talk about is humility. We're going to humble ourselves and get comfy in our own purpose. Listen, not every person in this room has been called to raise the banner to fight human trafficking. Some of us in this room have been called to be amazing stay-at-home moms who care about building the kingdom of God. Think about that. So we're, we're not going to diminish, or we're, we're actually not going to assign callings as you leave that week, okay? <laughs> but we're going to take inventory. Remember, this is a journey where we're discovering God's heart towards us. The last thing is in that week we'll, we'll talk through is help, that we have to realize that we need each other. We need each other. We need each other. We can't do this thing on our own. Life mark number four. Life mark number four. I'm fully present in my life. I'm fully present in my life. Listen, look, listen to what the scripture says. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. I know many of you are agriculturalists. And horticulturalists. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of us, though, that aren't, this is scripture just saying, hey, the, the best day to begin is today, right now. 
I never forget when one of our great team members, uh, Pastor Bree, uh, moved here, not too long after she moved here to be a part of this church. She was like, hey, I want to go surfing. So, okay, great. She bought a, wep- a wetsuit. We took the surfboards out. I think I uh, took my daughter out and one other person. So listen, I, I'm not a professional surfer, but I'm going to teach you what I do know. Let's go out. went somewhere in San Clemente where I could stand and kind of help. And so talk, talk, walked her through the paddle. When the wave builds, you're going to let the momentum shift, and you're going to feel it. And once it happens, you're going to put your hands on the board. And you're going to step up as quick as you can, keep your legs bent, and then definitely do just something awesome and surf. I did the best I could do, right? I mean, I'm not a professional surfer. So we get out in the water. And the waves are coming in. I said, Bree, this is your way. This is it. Get ready. Not this one right here. The next one is yours. Okay, get ready. And when it comes, I'm going to push. And you're going to paddle. And then right at the right time, you're going to hop up. She goes, okay, okay, okay. And the wave comes. And I'm like, get ready, get ready. She goes, no, 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 no. It's too big. It's too big. It's too big. I said, okay. All right, all right, all right. So the wave passes. Right? Like that. And the next wave comes up. It's another set. Okay, Bree, this is your wave. This is it. All right, you ready? Get ready. Paddle, 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 paddle. Ding, ding. No, 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 no. It's too small. It's too small. It's too small. Okay, all right, so wave comes and goes, and the next wave comes up. Bree, this is your wave. This is your wave. Bree, paddle, 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 paddle. No, 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 there's too much white cap. I don't want to go with that. And I'm like, are you stinking kidding right now? <laughs> 30 minutes we were out there, and she didn't take a single wave. <laughs> she has since become, she's on the pro circuit now. She's not. She knows her obstacles and limitations. <laughs> 30 minutes, not a wave. She gave me permission to share the story. Because she was looking for the perfect one. I wonder how many things in our life we're waiting for perfection that we're missing right now. And here's a couple categories that we might fit into. We'll talk more about this in week four. But some of us might be living in hyper past, if you will. We're either the victim or the romantic. The victim is held hostage by my past and I can't fully be present. The romantic is on the other side of this. It's just the good old days. Maybe you just got out of college a couple years ago. You started your career. And if only I could go back to my college years. It was so fun. High school was so great. See those mountains? I can throw a football over those mountains. Uncle Rico, come on. Napoleon Dynamite? No one? (laughs) Some of you graduated 40 years ago, and you're still looking back. Either one, it's just hyper-past. Another one is hyper-future. Maybe like planners or afterlifers. And the planners would be those that are so focused on planning my 401k and college for my kids and weddings and that and all that is good. We need to make sure we're planning so that our greedy kids can take all of our money and squander. No, I'm kidding. We need to make sure we're planning adequately, but, but not so focused on planning the future that we're not living right now. Or afterlifers. Maybe this is for people who are here and you, you found Jesus and, and it's radically changed your life and you know that this life isn't about this life and we're headed towards eternity, but heaven, 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 and, and, and you're missing out on components to live right now. You ever heard the statement, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good? So either one of these things can become a problem for us. And we're going to talk about being fully present in our life. The, the question is, how do we help each other not be paralyzed? by our future or perfection. I love what Esther 4.14 says. This is a, a story about an amazing woman in the Bible who uh, just was given this a divine moment where she could radically save an entire nation and a, a spiritual leader, family member in her life came to her and, and was talking about this. And in Esther 4.14, uh, he, he said this to her. He said, perhaps this is the moment 
for which you have been created. What if this is our moment? Right now, July 2016. And we're missing it because we're living too much in the past or too much in the future. Let's be fully present in our life. Here's kind of an idea of, just to kind of give you a gauge on, on kind of some of the things you can expect from this series and, and this book. Just a little, just kind of a fun stuff. I, I pulled this from the book, but put that first slide up. Which, circle the size of your physical energy right now. You don't actually have this in a handout, so you can just circle with your finger in the air. It's kind of fun. So circle the size of your physical energy right now. Just be honest with yourself. I, I had to put a tall for mine because I haven't run all week and I'm just feeling massive right now and Jeremy mocked me in the first service, so that's not true. Circle the size of your physical energy. All right, let's do the next one. Circle the size of your emotional energy. What's your emotional bandwidth right now? Maybe you just got done with this an exhaustive relationship, or maybe you're in the middle of a very tense season in a relationship, and you're just exhausted, and to think about spending hours with somebody else right now is like, where, where are you at? Like for me, I, I, right now I'm like a grande, almost to a venti, mostly because Megan just makes life awesome. So, All right, go to that next one. Circle the size of your spiritual energy. And before you email me, we're not talking about new age crystals here. I want you to put out good vibes and just keeping with the theme. Another way you could say this is, what's your relationship with Jesus like right now? How, how connected do you feel? It's a good question. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. And, and listen, this is going to feel, this series is going to feel different than a lot of what we do because this is a different time for us. And I, Megan and I feel so strongly about what God wants to do t- in us through this series. And so this is what, it, a lot of this is going to be is vulnerability and transparency. And I, honestly, for me, I'm at a tall right here. This last week, I haven't prioritized that, like I should my my time with Jesus, we, we get up every morning early, and this week I, I slept in too much, and I missed it, and I miss it. Don't worry, it's okay, I'll, I'll be back on the saddle today. Where are you at? Here's the, here's the idea, that all of us in this room, we come in in different stages in the journey, but let's remember that point from earlier, that we're not too messed up to matter, and it doesn't matter where you're at in the journey, even if you're here today and you aren't even sure if you believe in this stuff yet. That's okay. The point is that God has greater things in store for you and for me. The greatest season of your life is still ahead of you. But I just need to give you a newsflash. It takes intentionality to discover it. And that's what this series is about. Look at this scripture. This is such a powerful scripture. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says this, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. This isn't talking about rest from a two-week vacation. In fact, have you ever gotten back from a vacation and you think, I need a vacation from my vacation? <laughs> And this isn't rest like from a two-hour nap, which I hate naps, so that doesn't even sound good. Some, how many of you love naps? Raise your hand. Gosh, I wake up angry every time. 
I just think you can sleep when you're dead. So two hours, this isn't like rest from a two-hour nap. This is rest for your soul. Rest for your soul. You know, it's interesting. I just went on a um, whale-watching cruise with our friend who came in last week, Pastor Mark Johnson, who blew it out of the water. If you weren't here, get the podcast. <sighs> My mom texted me this morning and said, that's the best preaching you've had in that building ever. I was like, ouch, Mom. <laughs> she didn't say that. She didn't say that. We went on this whale-watching cruise, and uh, when there's no whales, they like to hang around dolphins because then they don't have to give you your money back. And so we hung around dolphins the whole time. But I learned something interesting. Dolphins actually have to sleep. If they don't, they'll drown. And they have to breathe. They can't be underwater and sleep. So they actually shut down one half of their brain and keep the opposite eye open and continue to swim with the pack. Which communicates that we actually don't just need rest for our physical body, but for our mind as well. And I wonder how many of us in this room would say, I actually feel weary. And I wonder how many of us in this room feel that way because perhaps we've been trying to live someone else's story. And what if we could just take a journey together and not figure out everything for the rest of our life, but just draw a little closer to God's unique purpose for me? Can we do that? If these two questions have been perplexing humanity since the beginning of man, don't you feel like a few weeks together is worth it? So be here. Be here on Sundays. Get in a connect group. Hey, bring friends. This is a great series to bring friends. Never come to church alone. Bring some friends and let's see what God can do. How many of you in this room would just, and I want a show of hands, how many in this room would just say, you know, I actually would love to know more that God has for me. Would you just raise your hand? Awesome. We're all in the same boat. Let's, let's, let me just pray for us and, and we'll move on. Let's just pray. God, we just thank you that you, you do have plans for us and that you want to do something amazingly miraculous in our life. But God, sometimes we get in the way. Sometimes our own distractions and limitations get in the way of what you want to do. So we want to remove the obstacles and allow you to speak and shape and mold us so that we can live the story you have for us and not live someone else's story. We know it'll be challenging. It's not going to be easy, but we don't have to go through this alone. So God, do something miraculous in our life for the next few weeks and even right now this week would be profoundly different than last week because you're a part of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, before we go on, we're almost finished, but if you're here today and you're not really sure where you stand with your faith, maybe you walked in today and you felt a disconnect or like we call it a gap. Like I just feel like everything I try, I just can't seem to get past this gap between me and God. I don't know where to begin or where to start and And the Bible actually talks about this gap and says that it's a sin gap, that everybody has sin in their life, that there's a consequence for it. It's called death and an eternity separated from God. But the Bible offers a radical solution called the gift, a free gift. God gave Jesus to humanity to live on this earth a sinless life and die a sinner's death, paying the consequence and ransom for your sin and mine. 
but it takes a starting point. You have to start somewhere. It's, it's not through church membership. It's not through your heritage. It's not through getting rid of your past. It's actually just starting with a simple statement to say, Jesus, I give you my life. And if you've never made that decision, in a moment, I'm going to give you a chance with no embarrassment. You don't have to get out of your seat. You just get to repeat that phrase after me and start a journey brand new with God. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you've never prayed this prayer, I'm going to ask you to right where you're seated, you just pray it after me in your own heart. And if you're here today and you've been running from God, today's the day to come back. Why don't you let him start something new in your life and just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, God, I know you're real and that you love me. I've got sin in my life. Would you forgive me? Thank you for Jesus and the gift that he gave. Just make this statement your own. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Would you email us at info at theocmovement.com? And if you're not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Send us an email at info at theocmovement.com and we'll get back to you shortly. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church.